recorded live at 4ZZZ Studios, Mianjin, Brisbane on 102.1 FM and broadcast across Australia on the Community Radio Network. You're listening to Z Games. Z Games brings you the best in gaming news, reviews, community and culture. Want to reach out? Share your hot take? Or do you just want to share your favourite game? Find us on socials at ZEDGamesAU. Hello, hello, hello. You're listening to Zed Games. My name is Zara and with me in the studio tonight is... Hazel. And... Rani. It's me. I'm back. (laughs) You keep coming back. And yeah. that's because I don't think you ever really leave. I, I know. think you just sort of fade just, into the walls. Yes. And then you pop out whenever we need you. Yeah. You're like um, a chameleon. Mm-hmm. Like a chameleon. I'm think- I was thinking more of the Davy Jones kind of situation from Pirates oh, of the Oh, part Caribbean. of the ship, part of the crew. Oh, I th- I'm just more, I'm thinking Danny Phantom. <laughs> Ooh, Danny Phantom. Going ghost. I like that yeah, as well. Yeah, that's perfect. Which is uh, incidentally what I do to everybody I ever <laughs> match with on Tinder. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we're not here to talk about relationships and it's a game. popping out of true. The real game is love. <laughs> but we're here also to talk about things like the weekend gaming news and probably some gaming reviews and some gaming discussion. Is so this a video game radio show? I th- could I'm be. starting to suspect it might be. I've only been here for four years, and I'm not entirely certain. Well, mm. while we're while we're trying to figure out who we are, very appropriate for the end of the year, I feel mm-hmm. we're going to listen to the Weekend Gaming News presented by the very, very, very talented Caroline. What's this crawling out of the wasteland that is the post-Christmas pre-New Year period? It's some news. GTA 6 hacker sentenced. Arion Kurtage, a member of the international hacker group Lapsus, has been sentenced after a cyber attack on Rockstar Games in 2022, which led to the leaking of about 90 videos of footage from the unreleased GTA 6. The hack in question was made while Kurtage was in bail in police custody for prior hacking using an Amazon Fire Stick, his hotel TV, and a mobile phone as his laptop was confiscated at the time. Due to his continued intent to return to hacking as soon as he is able, and the high risk to the public because of this, he will be confined to a secure hospital for life, unless regarded by doctors to be no longer a threat. China cracking down on gacha mechanics? New laws have been proposed by the Chinese government to reduce consumer spending in online games and to combat predatory practices. This would include implementing a spending limit and prohibiting incentives such as daily login bonuses or rewards for using real money for the first time. In addition, the laws would require studios to have reasonable drop rates in loot box and gacha mechanics. After this proposal was announced, the share prices of Tencent and NetEase, two of the largest gaming companies in China, fell 16% and 25% respectively. In response to this, the regulator said that it will study the industry's reaction and improve the draft rules. So it remains to be seen what changes to the regulations will be made and how they will be implemented. Video games help with depression? 
A study undertaken in Germany and published in Frontiers in Psychiatry titled Effects of a Video Game Intervention on Symptoms, Training Motivation and Visuospatial Memory in Depression has shown that using Super Mario Odyssey as an intervention for a period of the six-week trial resulted in more significant reduction of depression symptoms than of the participants who underwent standard treatment or use a cognitive training computer program. The study aimed to investigate whether playing video games could help people with the cognitive deficits associated with major depressive disorder, specifically mood, training motivation, and video-spatial memory functions. That is, the ability to retain and process an object's identity and spatial location. The participants of the study were 46 individuals who have been diagnosed with depression and who do not frequently play video games in their leisure time. The participants in the video game group were shown to have a significant decrease of depressive symptoms as well as higher levels of motivation to perform the training. This is following a study published in 2020, Trauma, Treatment and Tetris, Video Gaming Increases Hippocampal Volume in Male Patients with Combat-Related Post-Traumatic Stress Disorder, where, in addition to therapy, participants played Tetris for 60 minutes a day, resulting in reductions of the symptoms of PTSD, depression and anxiety. And that's all this week in gaming news. Thank you so much for the week in gaming news, Caroline. And can I also just say that last story has me feeling extremely vindicated, mum. <laughs> <laughs> just saying, don't want to name names, but perhaps there are some similar responses out there. I don't know. I feel like doing anything that really stimulates your brain activity is going to help with overcoming mental stuff like or or make it worse i feel like doing puzzles doing brain training stuff oh my god having a hobby that brain like, training on the <gasps> ds yes oh my goodness i love uh, you brain know what training. now that i think about it that might have been the happiest time of my life <laughs> it was definitely a simpler time <laughs> yeah it may have also been because i was 10 but you know it's i like mean well look 10 year olds also had problems going on but is it only particularly effective in, in, for depression if you don't already play video games as a leisurely activity like i imagine it would probably have a much more obvious impact if you've never played video games before it is a very different type of media compared to like say movies or a book mm. it's very interactive you're very you can be very immersed so obviously league of legends doesn't count no. that one's not gonna that help one you, will I'm probably sorry. do the opposite i would imagine and i think that's the thing uh not all <laughs> games will improve your mental health some yeah. of them will moderation i know? think yeah. the, the point is that you're you're doing something mentally engaging you're forming new neural pathways yeah. And encouraging your brain to be active and changing, which probably stops you being quite as set into negative rhythms. But if the game also has horrible toxic elements like League of Legends, that's going to undo all of that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, specifically League of Legends. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Not, I, like, not to hate on people who play League of Legends, but, you know, I but had a historically bad I think, time. I think with they that know. Game. I think yeah. they know. Oh, but, like,. There is also a benefit to having a game that could be an outlet for any frustration you mm. might be experiencing. Yeah. Um, like, you know, I've played Left 4 Dead, just like you, you take care of the hordes and 
it's a bit of catharsis catharsis yeah 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 you know and then there's something to be said for games that most people find maybe objectively a little bit depressing that might actually still be really good for you like i got a lot out of life is strange did i cry like a baby yes was that good for me yes yeah did i feel seen yes yeah i think it's the same as (laughs) music writing poetry Yes. It's almost like these are all forms of art and expression of... No, how dare you. <laughs> Video games aren't art. What are you talking about? That's so weird. Um, <laughs> while, we're th- while we're thinking about what is and isn't art, my name is Zara. This is Z Games. And with me in the studio tonight is Hazel and Ronnie. Hey. Hello. Good hellos there. Um, you were mid yawn. I was during mid-yawn. your hello, <laughs> tell? which is so valid. <laughs> it's been a wa- it's been a hot day. I'm ready for a nap. I'm very tired. Um, I was fixated on the banana on a donkey over there. Yeah, listeners, there's a whole lot of just stuff around the studio. You know it's what it's staring like. at me. There's a <laughs> look trumpet, at me. Look at me. Look like at me. Stuck to the wall. And now look at look at Hazel because Hazel has something for us. I do have something. I have a review (gasps) of a little party game called Toaster Ball. Toaster Ball? Yeah. Is that where you put toast into a ball? How do you make a ball out of toast? (laughs) Well, I think we're about to find (laughs) out, Ronnie. Toaster Ball is a silly little three-button local only multiplayer sports game for one to four players <clears throat> where you and your opponents play as toaster athletes toaster that is you are athletes. toasters who are athletes who play a ball game i thought it was more like who can make toast the fastest in the morning and that was what makes you a toaster athlete yeah see if How you play that game <laughs> parents might get angry no, at you. this is a, this is a <laughs> toaster who is an athlete okay all right it's developed and published by a French indie studio called Le Crafteur, who specialize in weird and wacky games to play together on the couch with friends and family. The game has a very friendly cartoon art style and a distinct sense of humor. It loves to pretend that it's taking itself very seriously as a professional esport and allows you to choose your toaster from a cast of athletes that are based on popular appliance brands with their own biographies and nicknames. One of them looks like a cat litter box. Can you please? There's one <laughs> there's one that's called Smog <coughs> rather than Smeg, for example. What about um, the a- the toaster athlete that represents Australia? Oh yes, there's an upside down toaster. I love where that. the toast comes out of the bottom. Of course, um, it, they all function exactly the same, but you know they have cute little differences. Some of them win more than others. That's just a fact. Oh, the ones that I play. <laughs> It's it's luck. <laughs> it's luck. When it's luck until you win. Yeah, exactly. And then it's all skill, baby. The gameplay consists of two teams called the Burners and Defrosters competing against each other in a little 2D arena to get a bouncy ball into their opponent's goal. Each team has one to two players, or optionally you can have AI bots fill in places. And the controls are just one button each for pulling down and releasing the lever on your toaster's two slots, and one extra button for picking up any toast that falls on the floor. Each time you let go of one of your levers, your toaster will hurl a slice of toast into the air and do a little hop from the force of the ejection. And with a little practice, you'll soon be using your toast and even your toaster itself to block and redirect the ball in a series of skillful maneuvers, allowing you to score on the enemy goal. It's not luck. It's (laughs) skill. Skillful might be the the wrong word. What's that? What's that? 
the the lion again what is it That's I can't right. remember you'll, you'll figure it out go on Hazel 10% yes skill. <laughs> Fort Minor okay um, while the bouncing of the ball is rather predictable the control you exert over it is so intentionally flimsy and ineffective and inaccurate that many games are won by mistake own goals or pure happenstance no it's all skill Yep. Are all of the games that are won by happenstance and uh, luck, or, yeah, and all of that, the the ones that you lost? Maybe. Yes. <laughs> but, Ronnie, correlation does not equal causation. No. Uh, yeah. No. This I know as yeah, a com- scientist. It's pure, pure coincidence. This is made all the more chaotic by the fact that every round of the game features a different randomly selected variant or minigame. In one round, you may be plagued by portals unceremoniously dumping you on the wrong side of the arena. In another, you might find yourself blessed with the power to fire infinite toast. Extremely powerful. (laughs) These variants paired with the ineffectual controls make the game itself as much of a hated enemy as the sibling (laughs) sitting next to you on the couch. (laughs) Most of all, the detestable invisible variant where the ball comes in and out of your vision. Constantly. This isn't to say that the game isn't fun or competitive. Toaster Ball has learned the secret of many party party games like Mario Party. Uh, I just almost said Partio Games. Partio Partio Games. (laughs) Yes. They're like cardio games and they're like party games and they're like Mario games. This sounds amazing. Okay, we'll workshop this That secret is to make sure that the game throws so many obstacles and random chances to succeed at the players that all of your practiced pro-gamer skills are useless in the face of your mom getting her fifth lucky shot on you and wiping the floor. Don't worry, nobody was injured at family Christmas. No. No. Maybe some egos. (laughs) I did have an asthma attack, but that was just because it was really funny. Yeah. (laughs) It'll have you screaming at the screen with joy and pride at your win one moment and screaming at the screen in agony at your loss the next. It was all Hazel. You really have no control. (laughs) You really have no control. You can do your best. There are a few things I should bring up before I wrap this up, which is that there is a solo mode for the game, but it doesn't add a story campaign or anything. It's just the same game, but you play against a bot by yourself. So maybe good if you want to get some practice in so that you can demolish at the next family gathering, you which you won't because you will still lose randomly half the time. <laughs> um, I can't. I can't. There's no online or network gameplay, so everything is local only. You can only play with people who are in the same room as you on the couch. All the better to push them off the couch. Yes. (laughs) Unless you're playing on PC and you're using external tools like Parsec or something. That's no fun, because then you can't push your sibling off the couch. You can't just glare at them and just like, how dare you? Yeah, I'm not not encouraging any violence, but I probably would have pushed my brother off. You can't poke them in the ribs with your elbow (laughs) to throw them off. And just say, it's just how I hold my controller. I need to be, like, moving around this much. I'm not touching you. There aren't really any accessibility options, but at the same time, the game is so simple that it kind of doesn't need them. Three buttons, right? It's three buttons, and it's really obvious what's happening on screen, except for when it isn't, and then it's not obvious to anyone. Yeah, It would be a really easy one to use with an adaptive controller, I'm sure. Yes, absolutely. And finally, the music... It's it's pretty basic. It's just got this simple little rock soundtrack, but 
you I barely notice it. it. Yeah, yeah, you barely yeah. even notice it among all of the like screaming and the crowd cheering sound effects and everything. Yeah. It, sound I effects. Feel that like was just all of us. Oh, that was all us, couch, baby. Yeah. We were we were providing our own Every sound time effects. you score, the Ooh. the crowd cheers and everything. And both, we also cheer. both in the room Ooh. and in the game. Yeah, it's it's really synced up, so you barely even notice the game sound. <laughs> <laughs> Overall, I think Warcraft have left quite a bit of potential on the table for this game when it comes to those features that I talked about, like uh, a single player campaign or online multiplayer. But at the same time. The game is very cheap, and it's still a fantastic party game, so I really don't think there's much to complain about there. It's an absolute riot, no matter where you choose to play. It's the perfect excuse to yell at your TV with your friends. Or at your friends. Yeah. Just a great way to spend time with people. I can definitely recommend it if you enjoy party games that are easy to pick up. It's been available for PC since May 2023, and as of November 2023, it's now available on Switch as well. We played a review copy of it on Switch with code from the developer. And it was pretty awesome. I think like, the first time we actually really played it was I brought it to a friend's friend miss party. And, you know, not everyone was comfortable with like a Switch or anything, but like I was able to just plug it in, dock it hand out the controllers, it probably took longer to con- to just sync up the controllers to the Switch than it did to actually learn how to play the game. And once the game got started, tons of fun. And just like all the game modes that pop up, like floor is lava, zero gravity, the floor is now electrified. Pong. Pong. It just just turns into Pong for a bit. Alright. Yeah. Yeah. Which is so much fun. Probably my favorite game mode. But while we're thinking about Toast... So you're listening to Zed Games, is that it? You're listening to Zed Games. You're listening to Zed Games. Hello, you're listening to Zed Games. 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 Perfect. Perfect. Thank you. My name is Zara, and with me in the studio tonight is Hazel and Ronnie. They're not saying hi right now, because we're about to hop into a review of... The Invincible. You are alone. Your body weighed down by fatigue and an alien atmosphere. Looking around, your head screams of pain, vision blurring for a moment. Eventually, you manage to regain your bearings, enough to realize that you have no memory of where you are or why you're there. There is no one else around. Your radio isn't working. But there are field notes, scribblings on a hand-drawn map, and eventually, you piece together the basics. You're on a planet called Regis 3, and you didn't come here alone. Where is everyone? Why did you all split up? Why are you... Why are you alone? What happened to your memory? How much oxygen do you have left? What happens to you when it runs out? These are all questions you explore and hopefully answer in The Invincible. And there will be more questions. But for now, we need to get moving. We need to get on out of here. Come on. Love you get. Come with me.
Developed by Starwood Industries and published by 11-Bit Studios, The Invincible is an adaptation of the novel by the same name, originally published in 1964. It is described as an adventure exploration game, all in the first-person perspective of Yasna, with a branching narrative. I would describe it as a very beautiful, very immersive and compelling walking simulator with a stunning retro-futuristic aesthetic. The environments are gorgeous and so eerily empty conveying an almost blissful peace on this deserted planet. Blissful, except for the strange metallic network that extends beneath the surface of the planet. The fact that the planet is technically capable of supporting life that, for seemingly no reason, has never left its strange ocean in millions of years. Or except for the uncomfortable realization that you and your lost team aren't the only ones here. But I'm getting ahead of myself. The game itself is quite straightforward. Using your environment, your notes, and a bit of reasoning, you need to navigate the vast landscapes of Regis 3. You'll have a journal, a map for recording your environment and route, a scanner, and a few other tools. Thankfully, in time, you will regain radio contact with your astrogator, astral navigator, and Yasna will have someone to talk to. Maybe not the friendliest guy, but he is a friend. Unfortunately, he is stuck in orbit with a broken leg, but he does know what is going on. Mostly. So, tasked with finding the rest of the crew, you set out. And this is how the bulk of the game will play out. As you uncover the weirdness of this planet, you'll have a lot of time to discuss what you're seeing. Suggest theories, puzzle through contradictions together, or even just reflect on how beautiful the world is. You'll have dialogue options, multiple pathways you can take, and decisions you must make. My favourite part of the game were the quiet, insightful conversations, playing out in weirdly grounded ways. I felt like each character did feel isolated and scared, and even angry outbursts betrayed the true emotions. Fear, uncertainty, guilt. Many times, when I was given an option to stay or go, turn left or right, I could verbally decide one thing and then change my mind by doing the opposite. Characters have things to say when they think you're making an unwise decision, and I appreciate being able to go, well, on second thoughts, and then actually commit to my decision. I haven't had the chance to explore multiple pathways in great detail. Replaying the game is too slow and tedious to try the alternative pathway for my early decisions, but there are different endings. Some are quite devastating, even frightening. Some are a bit less exciting, or unfulfilling. There are a few things I didn't like. It is a walking sim and a beautiful one, but you are at constant risk of backtracking, which happens often because navigating in an alien world is hard, and it wastes a lot of time. I spent an hour combing a cave over and over because the interaction prompt hitbox was ant-sized. And the repetitive filler voice lines. Are you okay, Yasna? You need to keep moving, Yasna. Yasna, report. Which will play any time you're not actively doing more than walking. Newsflash, walking is 95% of this game. However, I would crest a hill and see a vivid ocean before me. Music swelling around me. The Invincible is a stunning game, and one I would recommend. There is nothing quite like looking at the footage from a damaged drone only to find yourself, Yasna, on the last slide. 
and realize that the drone has actually seen everything, that it saw what took it down. Or to look for people so desperately that you actually start to fear finding someone. To theorize and then to throw that theory out the window because what you're experiencing is so alien, so unusual, so out there on this out there planet that something absurd and whimsical must be the answer. It's a fantastic experience and one that hasn't left my mind since I finished this game. The Invincible is available on the PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X and Series S and PC. is Zara and with me in the studio tonight is Hazel and Rani and you're listening to Z Games. Woo. We're coming up to the end of the year unless you're listening to this after the new year in which case we were at the end of the year. Tell us how the future is. Tell us how the future is. It's roughly time for the new year. Do you two have any games that you're wanting to play over the new year period? Well... Oh. So many games. I would just like to play games. Yeah. Um, I don't get to do that. I would love to say that I'm going to play a new game, but what I'm really craving is like a few hours to sit down and play Trackmania undisturbed. I think a lot of people might be feeling that way. It's like something about the season that's just like nostalgic. I've been wanting to play Tony Hawk. One of my strongest like summertime gaming memories is playing tf2 on my school laptop when i was like 14 (laughs) we've Um, all been there yeah and in order to make it run like at a decent resolution and quality and everything i had a fan pointed up into the vents of my laptop (laughs) yeah how about this is probably like my like peak summer holiday game experience is playing minecraft with my sisters in the living room we're all on our school <gasps> laptops mm-hmm. and we uh noticed that the birds have started singing outside mm-hmm. because we managed to stay up all night and now the kookaburra is awake but <laughs> so Look, much fun you can't be awake during the day in summer here it's just no, too it's hot not. My brother and I used to play Little Big Planet. Aww. Aww. That's a great game for yeah. siblings. Oh, and Lego Star Wars. Oh, yes. That's also a great game for mm-hmm. siblings. Those are too. Were you two particularly cooperative when playing video games together? Yeah. Yeah? I don't remember us not being. I do also, I do know that we also would get like, because we grew up in the States, mm. we would walk around the corner to Blockbuster when it still existed, rip, and we would rent video games. And so you'd uh, you'd have them for like the weekend or the week, and we would just have to like speed run Pokemon games. Yeah. Um. Yeah. In that time, but Pokemon games usually our parents would buy for us, and they would get one of each, so they get like if it was diamond. Oh, small. Yeah. yeah. So or, like, you can like yeah. really maximize it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. I think if if I ever had kids, that's the strategy I would employ. Yeah. But then you need a third kid that comes along a little bit later for like the third game. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, and then ten years on, you need uh, <laughs> two nearly identical kids, but they look a little bit nicer. <laughs> yeah. yeah, um, their hair's just cooler, um, and they got more polygons. You're listening to Z Games at Four Triple Z. You're listening to Z Games on Four Triple Z. Oi, mate, you're listening to Z Games at Four Triple Z. 
You're listening to Z Games at 4 Z. You're listening to Z Games at 4 Z. You're listening to Z Games at 4 Z. You're listening to Z Games at 4 Z. You're listening to Z Games at 4 Z. You're listening to Z Games at 4 Z. Got a bit carried away. Alrighty, it is actually time for us to say goodbye, goodbye. and goodnight. You were listening to Z Games. My name is Zara, and with me this year tonight is. Hazel and Rani, and it is time for us to say goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. Good, night. good night, happy new year, happy, happy new, new year. year, stay safe, stay safe, stay safe, and I love you. I love I you. Love you. Thanks for listening to Z Games. If you'd like to listen to more, you can find us on the Community Radio Plus app or find us on socials at ZED Games AU. See you next time.